Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And this is not any ordinary Fangasm episode because it's Fangasm Day. <gasps> Don't worry. It will be mostly a normal episode. We're not going to do any, we're not going to go crazy and shut down the podcast. We're going to read letters and cry. <laughs> we will. We will celebrate all things amazing and Fangasm briefly before we get back to the story. If you are unaware why today, <laughs> September 6th, is Fangasm Day, it's because we one time tried to plan a Fangasm Day for June 9th, which is 6-9, but we didn't want to be exclusive to our global community who might use a different way to date their calendar. So we thought, oh, well, why don't we do it on September 6th? And what we realized was, while well, 69 has mouths to genitals, 96 has Allie and my favorite. <laughs> Farts to heads. Farts to heads. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, you guys, at first, we were like, why has anyone, why isn't that a move? Like, we just thought it, like, flipped, like, something. And then I was like, you guys. Felt a revolutionary. Lots of people, 96. <laughs> I, I felt like a pioneer. Like, why has no one thought of this? Allie, weren't we discussing this because you had been in Nashville and you, me, and Caleb were high trying to write out on the menus nine and six. We were like, but wait, your heads are yeah. actually closer to your feet than they are your genital. Like we were like, how curved do you have to be? <laughs> I redrew a six and a nine 150 times. I have the paper right behind me because it's so funny, the diagram. Because we were also with Kate and Kate kept going. Oh yeah. I thought the loop was the genitals and not the head. We're like, no, the loop yes. is the head. Yes. And the genitals are the, is the tail of the six and the tail of the nine. It was a big debate. <laughs> now I want to write it down again. But that led us to go, why hasn't anyone ever been an innovator, sexual innovators and tried 96ing? And then we were like laughing and I was like, wait, guys. <laughs> and thus, a holiday was born. <laughs> and thus, we revealed how little we know about sex. <laughs> Happy 96 day. <laughs> like the 69 position, we'll ruin it, make it funny, out of fart joke. So happy fangasm day. How are you guys celebrating your future fangasm day? That's a great question. Whew, I'll probably 96 with Matt later. <laughs> Considering I'm pregnant, it's probably the only position I can get in. <laughs> now, now, like when you're laying down though, your, your pregnancy belly sort of looks like the head and your feet are the comma, like you're, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably more of like a 68 at this point. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, I know that I need to catch up on House of Dragons, which 
If you guys watched episode two, I don't know if is it ever going to get sexy. No, just violent. Uh, it's not a super super violent episode or super sexy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's a lot of um. Plot. If you're catching up on episode two, yeah, it's a, it's a quieter episode. Yeah, it's actually the type of episode I really like in a Game of Thrones. I like when there's like people talking in rooms. <laughs> love it. Scheming. Well, then this you really will love that episode, Danny. <laughs> what are you going to do to celebrate Fangasm Day? I think I might maybe eat something spicy and or some tuna in my Diet Coke. <laughs> Your iced coffee. Danny, you can't fart on Marco's head if you eat something spicy. You're going <laughs> to shit on his face. Shit on his face. Just eat something spicy and just blow out on a- <laughs> I hate okay, it. Uh, too much. I hate too much. It. Well, I will be. What I really hope I'll be doing is seeing all of your responses about what you're doing today to celebrate Fangasm Day. It can be anything, and you not being you too, because we already just went through it. Because obviously, the millions of listeners tuning into this episode. I hope you're either doing something sexy. I hope you're doing something silly. I hope you're laughing, and I hope you're farting into people's heads. Yeah, it's about, I think Fangasm Day is just about expressing yourself freely and celebrating everything that makes you, you, including laying butt to head with your friends. Expressing your butthole freely. No! <laughs> Terrible. Oh. Oh. oh my gosh. You guys, the other weekend I met some new friends and was trying to explain to them what our podcast is about and I was having a really hard time. For me... I really like porn. It's porn. <laughs> Big humps with, with plot. It has the juice. It has the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's porn. I can tell you all about it. I mean, look at these things. When I tried it with jokes, everything changed. <laughs> I've never sweat harder getting, getting our voices were at an octave. I, I didn't even recognize. I should have taken my headphones out. We should take our headphones out when we try to sing in unison. Because it's like, you know how when they sing the national anthem, they usually have headphones in because they can't listen to the reverb. And this is what we have to do here. Oh. If you're an Instagram user, that song was from a song that's going viral on TikTok right now that'll eventually make its way to you. <laughs> About there's a, a kid who loves corn so much and they made it a song. And and we love porn so much that so we made it a song. I can't even tell if the transition into that song made sense. Yeah. For me, <laughs> I really like porn. <sighs> well, we're not actors, okay? We are storytellers. <laughs> and scene. Yes. The little child does make a pun and he says it's corntastic. And so I feel like we can say it's mm. por- all our mm. stories are porntastic. So after that glorious song, do we have any other announcements? Oh, we should announce um, Music League. Yes. Okay, so hopefully everybody's playing the Music League. And we just did have our first round. I will admit that I thought 1 million percent that I was going to win. I was so confident in my choice. What was your choice? I did Gavin DeGraw's Nice to Meet You stripped version. And it was just the acoustic. <laughs> That's good. Oh, That's good. It's a good joke. But I did not win. The one that made me laugh really hard was Don't Eat the Brains. <laughs> me too. And Bare Necessities. Those were, to me, Those that was good. like. Those got a lot of votes. Those are great. I don't even remember yeah. what I submitted at all. I don't even, I scrolled quickly through the thing. I didn't even see your name. Did yours ever make it? 
Did you I submit think it? I submitted properly? it properly. I think I was one of the first people to throw one in, but I I was on a phone call with you when I did it, and I was like half. Maybe I forgot. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Well, first place was Tyler with "Welcome to the Jungle." Those are really funny ones. Second place was Kristen with "Baby Got Back." That we cannot stop staring at. Nice. Oh, that's good. And uh, Michaela did uh, Survivor, Destiny's Child. Oh, those are good ones. Those are great. Strong. And a great fourth was somebody named Matt, who we can only assume was uh, Matt Lefevre with The Bare Necessities. Oh, for sure. Classic. <laughs> so good. Classic Disney fan, Matt Lefevre. Yeah. <laughs> Classic fangasm listener. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Head, OG. head of the fanny pack. Um, <laughs> Oh, wait, there was one other funny thing happened. Allie, you got a notification from your app that your baby is the size of a fanny pack. I don't know if people saw <laughs> that on social. I it is. That. It is. That's perfect. Yeah, that was, the, that was my favorite size comparison so far. I was so excited. <laughs> I sent it to you guys and then and then I posted it in the fanny pack group. So feels like this baby is growing at the right pace. And I mean. As a medical professional, I would say that that is right on track. That's exactly right. <laughs> right on track with the fanny pack. Next up, it's going to be the size of a couch. <laughs> She comes out the size of a plug horn. Kill me. <laughs> well, I mean, should we blow down? Let's blow. Let's blow it down. So last week, we got John's perspective. Mm-hmm. They went to get shelter. They traveled down to the water. Danny made drinking water. They discussed where they were from. They saw a gay squid in the water floundering around. <laughs> Sorry, <a> squid floating. <laughs> and they were sort of like, it's okay. I caught you checking me. I noticed you noticing me. And they made a fire and made safe water. And now it ended with them just toasting. So we haven't even had the night yet. Mm. Yeah, they're they're barely, their PSRs remain where they started. I mean, they've proven a little bit by building shelter, but yeah, they, they've erected a shelter and let's see what else can get erected. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's it. Great. Let's do it. Woo. Lens, this is yours to do. It is. Danny, day four. So we've skipped a few days. So far, she thought, she had really lucked out when it came to her partner. Granted, they hadn't hit any roadblocks yet in securing the essentials, though food remained elusive as she blinked awake on the morning of their fourth day. She'd found a few paltry grubs and some barely ripe bananas in the past few days, but that was it. They'd work on that today, she thought, marveling at how warm she was. She had known before coming that at the higher elevations of Dragonstone, the temperature could drop steeply as the sun went down, But this morning, unlike yesterday, she felt as though she were covered by a large, warm blanket. She shifted and realized it wasn't a blanket. It was John, spooned up behind her. John had melted into a flat object. (laughs) He's 96-ing. John was just skin, no bones, but like a bearskin rug, still warm. (laughs) It's weird. She forgot she had murdered him and turned his skin into a blanket the night before. Crazy. We missed two days. We missed a lot. <laughs> uh, a war erupted inside her. Because she was beginning to numb to his hotness overall, they kept touching to a minimum. The last three nights, they'd laid near each other, but clearly last night, they decided to spoon together for warmth. And something that definitely wasn't a spoon, but clearly belonged to John, was nudging <laughs> the small of her back. Releasing uh. a long, slow breath, she slipped from under his arm, hoping he didn't wake up, knowing he'd be far more embarrassed than she was when he realized how awake certain parts of him were. He couldn't help it. It was the sort of thing that just happened, but she had to hand it to him. He'd been an absolute gentleman thus far, always keeping his eyes on hers. 
If he did peek at her, he did it when she wasn't looking, and they'd reached a certain equilibrium with each other. The nudity was just incidental now. She crawled out of their shelter, stretching her arms above her head and yawning as she gazed at the sunrise. It really was a beautiful place, Dragonstone. She could see why her ancestors had come here, the gold and pink painting the sky, almost taking her breath away. It was peaceful here, and away home wasn't. And she thought wryly that she'd expected this experience to be a bit more grueling. <laughs> Day four, she's like, <laughs> piece of cake. You had a banana. <laughs> she'd had a banana in her back. <laughs> yeah, she, she'd had her second banana of the morning. <laughs> Though there was still food to find, she mused, circling back to her original thought. She added wood to the fire, grateful there were still embers that flared up as she worked the flames higher. Today, she'd weave some fish baskets and see if she could catch some of the fat silverfish she'd seen swimming along the shore of the lake. She heard the rustling of leaves behind her and the groan she'd come to expect from John when he first woke up. He tended to be quiet and a little grumpy, she'd found, but not towards her. He'd perk up within an hour or so, she knew, so she set about her work, waiting until a cheery blaze was going before she set off under the canopy of trees, searching for enough vine to make her traps. He woke up a little grumpy, but not at her. He took all his aggression out on the gay squid in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) It was their ritual. (laughs) By the time she'd returned, ropey vine wound around her arms and torso. He was clear-eyed, boiling water he'd clearly collected while she'd been gone, easily mastering the technique she'd shown him their first day. Morning, he grunted, (laughs) handing over a drink to her as she settled herself against what she'd come to think of as her log. The one that was on her back. (laughs) Which log? Morning, she answered, uncoiling the vine and scurrying to the shelter to retrieve his machete. John studied her as she worked, not in an uncomfortable sort of way, more curious than anything. As she began to weave the vine around the loose structure she'd formed, he figured it out. Fish trap, he said, nodding to the one taking shape in her hands. Awesome, I'm so fucking hungry. (laughs) She knew it was true, could hear his stomach growling from where he sat a few feet away. He scrubbed his hands over his face, mindless to the ash and dirt he smeared there. They were both beyond that worry now, though she was considering a dip in the lake later if they had time. She moaned as well, her own tummy rumbling. Me too. She waved at the semi-completed fish trap before her. Hence, the traps. Thirst traps. If I found bananas, I would have at least three to four bananas in my system already. Yeah. I mean, she did say semi-ripe, so they, I bet they ate all they could find. Yeah, that's true. Be hoarding bananas. She's like waiting till they're perfectly ripe. <laughs> She's waiting for the banana bread version. <laughs> a little green. John scratched at his jaw, appearing to consider their options. I'll go check my snares and deadfalls if you like, while you keep at it. Don't have much use for fish traps up north, at least not where I fish. Really? Danny gave him a small smile as she wove another circle of vine. Why not? John stood satisfied the fire had been fed enough to last for a while and straightened his pack, checking his machete once before taking off. His package. Because, he said lazily, every bloody lake is frozen over. He smirked and walked to Danny's right, off to check on the first of his traps. She watched him go, not bothering to hide her focus on his ass, doubting he would notice or even care at this point. You're doing it again, Danny. It's like lasers focused on my ass. That's what we say to Danny all the time. <laughs> Doing it again, Danny. Danny, get your lasers off our eyes up here. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> she laughed, barely caring that she'd been caught. The only way they'd found to break the occasional, vaguely sexual tension between them sometimes was to joke about it. So she would just go with the flow. You wish, John. She waited till she heard him laugh in response. Bring back some food. Her yell was directed at his retreating form. Then she refocused herself, intent on having both traps ready by the time he returned. 
A fish trap and a really sexy Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Thirst trap. Ready. (laughs) Ready. I forgot to tell you guys, we had a email come through today from one of our listeners who said their friend was on Naked and Afraid and he made it all the way to the end. (gasps) Hold on. Whoa. Let me pull this up really quick. My God. That's like a few degrees of fame separation. We've been on Naked and Afraid. Okay, our listener, Amanda, said, Hi, Horn Dogs. I just listened to your <laughs> S22 episode. One of my best friends was actually on Naked and Afraid and lasted the entire time. If you have any questions, let me know. I can ask him. He was on the episode called Meltdown on the Mountain. His oh. name is Tommy Brown. That's incredible. <gasps> hey, Tommy. Let's get Tommy on the pod. <laughs> Tommy, let us know how accurate we are depicting the survival. Oh, wow. Did you look at your partner's butt the entire time? Yeah, were you paired with a hottie? <laughs> well, one of them was melting down <laughs> into a blanket. I love it. Uh, bearskin rug, but B-A-R-E. I feel like we've made a bear. Who? What was our McGonagall story was a bearskin rug? Isn't that what we called it? Yeah, McGonagall and Ollivander. Yeah. It was the OG of Wands Up is the name of the episode. Oh. It used to be called something like Sheepskin Rub. I think that was the initial episode title. And then we thought of the one OG of Wands Up. Right. And we're like, oh, we switched it. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. The sun had risen a fair bit higher when he came back. And when she heard him whistling, she felt a thrill run through her. If he was cheerful enough to whistle, then he had to have corn. John sang out. <laughs> <laughs> I got juice. <laughs> Food. John sang out. I just pictured him holding something up, being like, <laughs> One berry. <laughs> sure enough, thrown over his shoulder was a decently sized snake. <laughs> Oh, God. Fat and obviously well-fed by the local rodent population, by the looks of him. The fat snake on John. Uh-huh. <laughs> John with the two fat snakes. He had it over his shoulder. <laughs> Tied together. <laughs> Is that a fat snake on your fat snake? Is that a fat snake on your shoulder? You just have to see. <laughs> the creature was headless, no doubt thanks to John's blade, and Danny could feel her mouth already watering as he sauntered over. I return victorious. He said. Okay, what do you guys think about this episode title? Fully headless snake. Oh. Said a nearly headless Nick. <laughs> we'll add it to the backlog. The obvious association. <laughs> I could not make that association <laughs> in my head. <laughs> she felt her brow wrinkle as she leapt to her feet, having just finished stoking the fire and boiling up some clean drinking water. You caught this in a deadfall? He shook his head. Nope. Danny frowned. No way you caught that in a snare. John shook his head again. I certainly didn't. He sat near her, pulling out his machete once more, nicking the snakeskin and beginning to peel it from the body in one smooth motion. Mm. I hate it. Nearly stepped on him when I got done checking my empty traps, thank the gods. Her stomach began to growl anew. Do you know how to cook that? Guys, imagine being a parrot or a snake. Again, you do not expect to have any natural predators in these woods. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, do you know how to cook that? She asked. John presented her with a now clean snake. I was hoping you had some pointers, actually. It's too cold for snakes in the north, but I'm up for learning. She liked the way he put things. He didn't expect her to, necessarily, but he seemed endlessly willing to admit that there were things he did not know, and open to her advice. A rarity amongst the men she'd become familiar with in the survival circuit here in the south. (laughs) Maybe in the north they grew them differently, she thought, holding out her hands greedily. Gimme. She cast an eye to the snake's entrails. And let's save those. We'll use them as bait in the fish traps. Smart. 
For the next 10 minutes, she showed John everything she knew about how to prepare snake meat. <laughs> this euphemism is strong. <laughs> snake is. meat is, there's something there. Just slowly, you have to slowly massage it until <laughs> the venom comes out. She's like, I don't know. They usually have heads when I prepare them. <laughs> oh, Paul, my uh, <laughs> Stop wall. Do you think they're recreating the ghost scene and just like. Uh, yeah, together. Uh. uh Going over options for open roasting and steaming, even foraging about in the brush for a wild variety of herb they could use to season the meat a bit. Air frying it. <laughs> I brought this really great air fryer. Have you ever tried it? It's my one tool. <laughs> An hour later, they each held a large chunk of snake, speared by sharpened sticks, grinning madly at each other. Never had snake before, John said blithely. Does it really taste like chicken? Danny gave an evil laugh and took a large hearty bite, chewing it with clear enjoyment as he watched, trying to gauge her reaction. She swallowed, letting her head fall back. Maybe. I don't know. She prepared to take another bite and held his eyes with hers. Who cares? It's fucking delicious. <sighs> Finally, though still appearing cautious, he took a bite. Then his eyes closed as if consumed by bliss, and he proceeded to devour several skewers in rapid succession while she watched, rather amazed. Oh, gods, he managed, his mouth still full. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she could barely handle the simple, innocent joy on his face. She felt it, too, as she tucked into her second skewer, savoring each morsel of food that passed her lips. She understood completely. Are people ever on Naked and Afraid that are vegans? Yes. Okay. That'd be tough. They're at least vegetarian, although in the wilderness, I don't know if anything crosses the border, like an egg. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think they find eggs that often. Yeah. Do they have to resort to eating some sort of game or they're just hoarding those green bananas? <laughs> no, I think they end up being okay. Okay. Like if I remember correctly, I there's like, you know, kind of like a guy, like a bad macho, you know, and then the girl who was vegetarian and he like sprained an ankle and she was fine, you know. Okay. 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 She or Like her body was ready for not protein anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what she could not handle as the night fell and she faced the prospect of being pressed against him in her sleep were the sounds he was making, sounds of almost carnal pleasure that made her cheeks flush and caused a stirring of desire to rise up. Not now. You are gross and smelly and disgusting, she told herself. You are being filmed. You are a grown woman. Control yourself. She tried to tune him out, the remembrance of the camera set up on a nearby tree, enough to make her remember herself. It was easy to forget they were there. During the day, a lone camera person would be with them almost the entire day, but at night, they had only their handheld camera that could capture them in night vision if they wished, and one stationary that would film them when they were outside the shelter. Their necklaces, which gave the appearance of shells, but really housed Ariel's voice, but really housed small uh, microphones. <laughs> Look at this snake. Isn't it neat? Uh Really how small mics caught every sound they make. This was not the time to lose her mind over a man. Ardor cooled, she finished eating, making sure to sip at her water between, knowing her stomach wasn't used to such a full meal and willing herself to go easy. John seemed to have concluded the same, slowing down and looking so sated and drowsy that she thought that must be what he looked like when he'd been fucked well within an inch of his life. Ooh. Stop it, Danny, she said to herself. Gods, she really didn't know what had gotten into her. Missy had been right. She should have gotten laid before she went on this little adventure, if only to take the edge off her disturbingly increasing lust. No one, absolutely no one, should look as terrifyingly attractive as he did, under three layers of smoke and dirt and sweat. But here she was, drooling over him and hopefully able to pass it off as excitement over her food. Thanks, John. This is really great. He glanced up at her quiet praise, his brow slightly furrowed. Then he shook his head and gave her a silly little grin. T 
Teamwork, Danny. Couldn't have done it without your help. That night, as the temperatures dipped even lower and they filmed their usual summation of the day on John's handheld camera, she felt him shift beside her trying to get comfortable. She knew she was going to start <laughs> She knew she was going to start shivering soon, could feel it building. I thought you were going to say Sybaris. <laughs> yeah. Little throwback to Danny's grandma. To <laughs> <Yeah>. hotel. <laughs> he was going to end up curled against her anyway, so she figured to hell with it. John? Her back was to him, but she knew he'd turn towards her, could feel his breath on the back of her neck. Hmm? She huffed out a nervous laugh. Could we just go ahead and do big spoon, little spoon before we go to sleep? We keep ending up like that anyway. He shifted again, and she knew without seeing his body that he was probably tense and nervous. We do, mm-hmm. he asked. She rolled over suddenly, her suspicions confirmed as she found him looking worried and alarmed. You sleep like the dead, John. Mm-hmm. I almost said the walking dead, but then I remember they're called the White Walkers. <laughs> but oh. sort of. But yes, we do end up like that. So big spoon me already, so I don't shiver to death. His eyes widened, but he relaxed a little. Clearly relieved their sleeping habits hadn't upset her. Okay he whispered, then twirled his finger around, lips twitching. Turn over. Ooh. She smiled in the dark as he carefully pressed against her, and she could feel he moved his woven bag to shield his groin from her back. (laughs) 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 Like a chastity belt. Very thoughtful, if unnecessary, but she thought he might pass out from shock if she told him his erection had woken her up that morning. (laughs) (laughs) He threaded his arm under her head, and she felt him wrap his other around her waist, pulling her flush against him. They didn't say anything for a long time, but as she felt sleep finally creeping in, she heard him whisper again, Good night, little spoon. The end of the episode. Tender! Good night, moon. (laughs) Good night, sexy butt. (laughs) Aww. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your PSR high or low? Danny? Um, my PSR is up decimal points from where it was. Mm-hmm. The sexual tension is continuing to build. Northern Light 37, thank you for feeding our characters and our loins. And <laughs> I love that they're... Finally, like, addressing it in a physical way, even if it's mm-hmm. a tangential boner. Yeah. Al? Lafave? Ooh, my PSR is, it's high for John snake and low for the snake meat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would never be able to eat that. Oof. If I saw it, if I was presented with it and it was fully cooked, but if I saw it come headless, encased in uh-huh. skin- I just yeah. give up right mm-hmm. there. Go now. I'll just I'll just gnaw my way through this green banana. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the story's so fun so far. I love it. I like that the relationship is building, and he just realized he's been cozying up to her at night. Mm. I feel like I would have told him he had a boner. I don't think I would have kept that hush hush. I think I would have just tried to make a joke out of it to try to lighten the the tension. Yeah. Well, I guess they are on a mission. Yeah. So she's trying not to get distracted. Okay, but no, sure. my PSR is medium high. Yeah. Just because I'm really excited. And I do like that the author is like continuing to skip some days mm-hmm. so that it's like, ooh, what's been going on? And I like that they're still like confident and, you know, they're thriving a little bit, I think. Yeah. So I'm excited for things to get a little more heated on every level. Mm-mm-mm. I don't want to tease next week too much, but I did take a little look and uh, I think we might be able to start it with. 
Lindsay, it's Ben. It's Ben. <gasps> yeah, it's Ben. <laughs> Teaser. Cocktease for next episode. Come back to find out. A little something something. See if you can fill in the blanks over here. <laughs> well, happiest of Fangasm Day to... You and yours. To you and yours. Mm-hmm. Be silly and sexy. Post your song on Music League if, if you have not. And yeah, we love you. We love you. This is great. Oh, so fun. Can't wait till next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.